Welcome to Juggling with Flowers podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Lori of Ava Flora. Ava Flora is a full-service boutique florist located in the historical town of Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We specialize in creating refined, garden-inspired floral designs for gift orders, weddings, and events. On the podcast, you will hear what goes on behind the scenes at Ava Flora, interviews with guests within the wedding industry, Q&As, and the journey of a husband and wife-owned flower shop. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Juggling with Flowers podcast. This is episode number 15. Yeah, we are back from a vacation last week. Uh, initially, Lori wanted to take a trip to um, Florida Keys, and I was stressed, stressing on the idea of putting Jake on a plane for two hours. So we decided to go back to Rhode Island, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. Back meaning we went there two years ago um, for our baby moon. So this is Jake's second time there. Yeah. A little, uh, I guess, nostalgia. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we, we decided to take a road trip instead, which I don't know how that seemed like a better idea, but... It but... didn't, but he was, <laughs> in hindsight, he was really good in the car. So um, He was. Yeah. We brought things to keep him occupied which weren't really needed and he was fine either way but we had the iPad and he's into stuffed animals and blankets now he likes to like nestle himself into like corners and stuff so he felt <laughs> comfortable hugging all his animals and putting his blanket on and so I think the uh, the plane ride would have been okay but um, yeah so we had a great time most of the time was spent on the uh, beach and the beach the shoreline in, in Newport is incredible the sand is super soft super fine and very messy it gets everywhere but Jake loves to roll around and throw himself in the sand so it was fun watching him uh, doing that and building him like uh, sand pools just digging a you know like a hole and filling up with water so you just like splash around there and it's having a really good time yeah he's definitely a beach bum yeah the food's amazing <laughs> everything was Pretty good. I mean, he had a couple of meltdowns. Yeah, it was hard to keep on track with his nap and bedtime schedule. That was off. And because of that, we had a few moments where he was just, I don't know, just had this this meltdown. And I'm not sure why, but yeah. <laughs> it was kind of stressful in the moment. We were just trying to keep our cool and trying to keep him calm. Yeah. And I, I think it helps when you're calm to keep them calm. And But it just happens. I mean, it, it even happens at home sometimes. But, you know, it's just, I think a lot of it's just trying to have realistic expectations. He's not even two years old. Right. And he, he doesn't. Sleep deprived. Yeah, he's a little sleep deprived and not understanding where we were, what was going on. Even though he was having fun, it's just, you can't really explain to them what a vacation is. No. no. But, <laughs> but he, just, he just went with the flow. He did. For the most part, it, it went pretty well. And it was. Yeah. yeah. So we spent two nights in Rhode Island and we uh, had plan to visit our friends in Connecticut but on the way up we uh, stopped at the aquarium which was Jake's first time and uh, he had a really good time there um, mimicking they had these um, mechanical dinosaurs that were like roaring and moving and stuff so ever since that he's starting to roar like a dinosaur now yeah he thinks he's a dinosaur <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's, thinks he's cool trying to scare us and uh yeah so he had fun like looking at the fish in the tanks and watching the whales it was, it was a lot of fun he kind of like led the way like there was this underground section 
where all, all the tanks were and I guess the out the outside pools you could see underneath and Jake was just like doing his own thing like running through and pointing at all the fish and <laughs> roaring like a dinosaur he just it's a cool cat yeah that was that was a good that was a good idea going there I'm glad we did that and he has a very he loves our friends in Connecticut he bonds well with them so uh, we had a really good time up there as well yeah but so, we're happy yeah. to be home and back in our routine on our schedule yeah. and uh, we had a photo shoot uh, two days ago a styled shoot which was uh, we just felt was really successful and worthwhile worth our time and our financial investment so we thought it would be a great topic to discuss on the podcast yeah because I feel like the two main questions we get asked about photo shoots is one whether or not it's worth their time and they should do it and two budget so we'll start with the uh, yeah is it worth your time yeah so I think it it depends on the stage you're at in your business so if you're just starting out if you're a year or two into your business I think you know it's it's is it creative is it creatively inspiring to you so that's kind of the focus, just kind of um, flexing those creative muscles and um, networking with people in the industry, um, getting your name out there, building up your portfolio. That's usually the main focus when you're just starting out and you know, work, you know, deciding whether or not you want to do a photo shoot. I think that's probably the main, the main like deciding factor is, is this creatively inspiring to me? Mm -hmm. Are these vendors that I want to collaborate with, you know? Um, do I like their style? Um, do I like their work? Is this going to, you know, be a benefit in, in that way as well? The, the networking benefit. And but for us at, at our stage in the business, seven years in, we are we have really great, thankfully have really great relationships that we've been building over over time. And so at this point, it's more about branding for us. Like this was a branding. We treated it as a branding shoot. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the deciding factor for us when. Um, Cameron, uh, the event planner, Cameron um, Brooke, she reached out and when we saw her initial inspiration, we knew right away that we wanted to do it just based on the color palette. I think that's what was um, most inspiring to us was just working with a unique color palette and the fact that the overall um, inspiration board that she had put together was aligned with our aesthetic and knowing that the photographer, Sophie Kay, her her brand is aligned with our aesthetic. So it was kind of a no-brainer in that sense for us. Absolutely. And it's a really good way if, if you're just starting out and you do admire certain people in the industry, whether it's the, uh, a wedding planner, a photographer, a stationary designer. Most people are pretty open to... People get excited over style shoots because it is, like Laura said, it's a really good way to um, flex your creative muscle. And that's important as a as a florist in particular. Right, I think it just helps you gain experience with designing and just creating different elements, um, just trying something, maybe something different that you haven't done before. It's just, you just learn by doing. Mm -hmm. And even with working with budget, like it's a great way to kind of get familiar with how much of a budget you need because like Mike mentioned, that is something that a lot of designers aren't really sure of like how much they should spend on a shoot and I don't think there's one definite answer because shoots can vary like the 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 involvement can vary so you can create you know we've done shoots that were very simple where we were just collaborating with a photographer 
sometimes just a photographer, sometimes with a stationer. So we're playing with flowers and paper and that's very simple. Maybe we're creating just a centerpiece and a bouquet or sometimes even just a centerpiece. Mm -hmm. And then there are shoots like what we did, worked on the other day, which was very involved with models. We had gowns, hair and makeup. It was just everything. We basically created a mock wedding. There was a ceremony set up. We had a tablescape. Um, so that was definitely much more of a financial investment, but I don't think there's a set number for either. No, it's really hard to advise on that. It, it really is. So I think that starting small and, and working on shoots is, is helpful in, in so many aspects. We so definitely recommend them. But then as you become more established, you can start to become more particular, especially once you get more familiar with your brands and the, the clientele that you're looking to target. Absolutely. And I think in the beginning, it is a really good way to get the ball ro rolling with those with that relationship building. And like Laurie said, understanding like how much things cost. Right. Because a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the um, style truths that you see in editorials and on Pinterest, these are a lot of them are over the top and the budget is extremely high. And when a client comes to you with a picture from that editorial or Pinterest and you, and you tell them how much that's going to cost. It's, it's, it, it's disappointment to them because it's like they did something they want, but it's not realistic. So if you, I mean, if you want to do something on that scale, then and if you're in a position to do that, you get it, you prepare to spend a lot of money because that stuff costs a lot of money, you know? Right. And then if you're, if you're, if you're selling that retail, you know, for an actual wedding or an event, just keep in mind, you know, to be honest about what that's actually going to cost your client. So that's how we treated this shoot as well. We wanted it to be realistic, something that we could, we would actually create for a potential wedding couple. And so we weren't trying to make these $500 low centerpieces on the table. Like they were centerpieces that we would create for a wedding that we have now maybe slightly over embellished um, just because it is a photo shoot and you know for the sake of the photos you definitely want things to look beautiful and full but it wasn't anything extreme where we wouldn't be able to sell that in the future exactly that that was my favorite part about this is that there is no expiration date on on these future photos i'm going to get back right yeah the shoot um Going back to our brand, the shoot was definitely in line with that because we really love to focus on timeless, a timeless aesthetic, something that is organic and romantic. And these are photos that we'll be proud to share five years from now. Exactly. So. And there's nothing wrong with doing the, the wow factor. Stuff. Yeah. If you, if you want to create something that has a, a wow factor or if you want to create something that's um, really trendy or trying to think of something out of the box. I mean, those are, those are really things that don't resonate with us personally or with our brand. So that's why, um, we, you know, we have a pretty clear idea of if we do work on a shoot, what our intention is and what we're being mindful of. So I don't think there's a, a right or wrong way. I think it just, just keep that in mind when you are work creating a, a photo shoot. That's, you know. a, that's a good point that you brought up is the going in with an intention knowing knowing like that right because that could set up the budget whatever because the way we see it is 
some people, you know, certain companies are set up where they have money set aside for uh, advertising and promotion, and this could be allocated towards that. So, you know, factor into your to your books. All right, we're going to budget X amount of dollars for this. So, when people come to us asking for advice on budget, it's re- it, it, that's why it's so hard to advise that. It is. So I think experimenting and just and just starting out small, trying one and then seeing how it goes, and then. You know, um, but really, what I what I did for this, um, not to sound so vague, what I we just really treated this like a one of our weddings. So pricing out the centerpieces the way we would for a wedding, the ceremony decor, the bridal bouquet, and then adding on a little bit extra. So we took we added on we added up all those elements and then took out what we would normally spend on a wedding if that was a real wedding, and then we added a little bit extra for playroom because it is a photo shoot. You don't want to get to focus in my opinion this is just my opinion to focus on the financial part of it because it is a creative project and you want to have flexibility with the materials that you're working with to make sure that you're getting it right because the photo shoots that we've worked on in the past the ones that i maybe i wasn't really happy with our our designs were really because i felt like something was off or something was missing and i feel like if i had more materials to kind of play around with just to tweak it and get it right i would have been happier with those photos and i probably would have shared them more and been prouder of my work yeah so that's that's really how we treated it we just pretended it was an actual wedding and then added in a little bit extra maybe a hundred hundred fifty dollars to give you an idea of what extra means not a lot, just a little something to for playroom, mm-hmm. especially with this color palette. The, the palette was a little challenging, so just wanted to make sure that we got that right because sometimes when you're working with mixed colors, especially this in this case where we were working with opposite temperature tones, so we were working with warmer lavender, I'm sorry, um, cooler lavender tones mixed with warmer mauve and a golden mustard mustard tone, and so it can be really tricky to bridge those colors together. You have to get it right or else it's just going to look off. And um, we want our designs to come across as very intentional, especially with color. So having a little bit of flexibility with the products helped with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that because we did that, we got it right. I agree. Yeah, and, and right, the repurposing had it. Well, because I think initially we were going to bring like an uh, arch set up, but that wouldn't have fit. Yeah, the arch, the, I, I decided I didn't want to do an arch because I felt like it wasn't going to pro- provide us with flexibility. So we decided to create an installation that was movable, mm-hmm. that we could take apart and repurpose in different ways. And so that's how we went into it. I think it, we, we planned it well ahead of time, like thinking, you know, how can we get make the most out of the products that we're, that we're using? How can we repurpose, reuse? Um, instead of having to make separate installations or only having one arch and then that's it. Like that's, that's, I mean, I guess we could have reused some of that stuff, but what we did with this, um, with this ceremony installation, which was much more, there was much more flexibility with it. Yeah. And it was able to be used in three different spots. Right. Three, three separate sections. One was a tablescape because it had the ground arrangements on the, on the ends of the table. So it looked like it was growing up. Right. And we, then we, put it for the actual ceremony and then the photographer has an amazing eye saw a nice the wall 
a different wall that she wanted to shoot a different shot against and so we restyled those pieces again to create a different look the model wore a different dress different hair and makeup so it just added more variety to the photos that she was taking um so so yeah it really made the most out of our time there just creating more variety more diversity within the shoot yeah and that's all come from experience of doing the shoots right like you're gonna learn this this is a great way to learn it right because you do have so much creative freedom right yeah you want to you want to i think have a little bit of both a little bit of planning ahead mm -hmm. so that you're being wise about your budget and and what what to expect that day and then also improvising is another fun part of it like that's the that's kind of the point of the shoot is to to be creative and kind of think in the moments and collaborate with the other vendors that are there and and work together to just create something create something unique absolutely so so yeah that's that's our that's our take on shoots i mean um we did show a lot of behind the scenes on instagram and i saved it into a story highlight so if you haven't seen it you can check it out it's just labeled as styled shoot and um, we do touch on a little bit uh into kind of like our process with what we were creating and so yeah we'd love to hear from you guys too if you have any struggles that you have experienced with shoots or any questions that you may have about an upcoming shoot um, we'd love to hear from you and help you in any way we can um, yeah and also please take the time to rate and review the podcast we, we really love that feedback we recently had two one five star and one one star <laughs> and they both hold equal value feedback's feedback you know right. whether it's good or bad you know it, i like criticism right it's important it is important yeah absolutely because we especially with this podcast this is new to us so we're we're trying to get our flow with it get into a rhythm and um the more feedback we get the better i think it, it, it helps is. us improve and, and grow and we're looking to do i feel like this style is harder than having a guest because the guest brings the content right. whereas we're creating the content so it's we're only 15 in i know we have a lot of work yeah. to do and which is fine but we love the feedback so well maybe our next our next episode should have a guest yeah i agree that's <laughs> they're always fun and i love to hear from other people yeah so so yeah we'd love to hear from you guys and um appreciate you listening in and we'll catch you next time yeah until next time guys thank you thank you